0: faith science religion reason there is a rumor on the streets of our society that those words do not belong together but that rumor is contradicted by the fact that tens of millions of people around the world embrace science and faith and tens Science courses in school. Many of these millions work in a science-related field, and many are scientists. Dr. Francis Collins, who headed the Human Genome Project, said this, I actually do not believe that there is any collision between what I believe as a Christian and what I know and have learned about as a scientist. Dr. Christina Powell, who is a biomedical research scientist, and wrote a book called Questioning Your Doubts, a Harvard PhD response to challenges to Christian faith. She wrote a lot of things in that book, but one thing she said was this, quote, faith and reason can and should strengthen each other. End of quote. Let's expand that to science and faith and religion. And reason can and should go together, and even strengthen each other.
1: Today's gospel lesson from Mark ten:
0: a blind banana. I mean, a blind man. Excuse me. Making sure you're with me. A blind man by the name of Bartimaeus manages to get Jesus's attention, despite the fact that the crowd that was around him is telling him to shut up. We get a little hints of the interaction between them and the scripture we just heard, but pay attention to these verses. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Christian faith, at its best, is about being made well, and regaining our sight, our ability to see all truth more clearly, and then to follow Jesus on the way that leads to abundant life for ourselves and for all. Christian faith, at its best, is about being made well, and regaining our sight, our ability to see truth in all places. And then following Jesus on the way that leads to abundant life, not just for ourselves, but for all. Can I hear an amen to that? Now here's another statement. All truth is God's truth. Let's say that together. All truth is God's truth. Well, Christians have an imperfect track record with the sciences. We have to wonder about it as Christians of all people should be the most eager, the most desirous to celebrate and seek truth wherever it might be found. Why? Because all truth connects and relates and finds itself in the ultimate truth that is God. This idea has been taught and understood for many centuries, but we find it particularly in the medieval philosopher and theologian St. Thomas Aquinas. Raise your hand if you've heard of Aquinas. I see lots of hands. And so this particular way of approaching truth or understanding the universe, that all truth, wherever it's found, relates and connects to the ultimate truth of God can be referred to in a shorthand way simply by using the Latin word for truth, which is veritas. Dr. John Polkinghorne, a theoretical physicist and an A lot of good books. If you're really into this, you want to get in deep. But Dr. Mocky-Pockinghorn says this. Quote, if we are seeking to serve the God of truth, then we should really welcome the truth from whatever source it comes. We shouldn't fear the truth. Some of it will be from science.
1: But by no means all of it.
0: End of quote. As you and I seek to be people of faith and science, we have to be aware of two fundamental obstacles. Two obstacles to being a person of faith and science. You might think of them as spiritual and intellectual cataracts. Cataracts, they, they can blind you, you can see all the possibilities of faith and science and religion and reason, really all the negative possibilities of life. Just think about it. Two fundamental obstacles to being people of faith and people of science. Hmm. Well, before the big reveal, a little humor. We're going to start with a philosophy joke because many of the questions about faith and science are also or primarily. when we fail to recognize the philosophical dimension of so much of this. Oh.
1: Read Alvin the Philosopher talks a lot about this topic. Okay, now for the actual joke.
0: So, René Descartes was the philosopher who coined the famous phrase Cognito Eribum sum." I think, therefore, I am. So, the philosopher walks into a bar. He goes up the barkeep says, Renee, would you like a beer? The philosopher ponders a moment and says, I think not," and disappears. Goes, yeah, a neutron walks into a bar and goes up to the barkeep and asks how much a beer is. And the barkeep says, for you, no charge. There's a little sign I was going to tell you a chemistry joke, but I knew I wouldn't get any reaction. Okay, let's go back to obstacles. So number one, the obstacle of scientism. The obstacle of scientism. Let's say that together. The obstacle of scientism. Bishop Robert Barron and his which is based on talks he gave at Google and Facebook. He was invited there. And actually, you can watch those talks on YouTube. But in his little book, he gives this definition to scientism. Scientism, the reduction of all knowledge to the scientific form of knowledge. The reduction of all knowledge to the scientific form of knowledge. Scientism is really. most people who hold to the position of scientism are actually not scientists themselves. They just know enough information to say, oh, I just believe in science, and that explains everything. It's the only thing they can explain. That's scientism. Dr. Eric Priest, who is a mathematician, writes a bunch of things in a book called Reason and Wonder, Why Faith and Science Need Each Other. He makes these comments. Quote, Scientism suggests that science produces the only reliable knowledge that is clearly false, since the questions that are most important to us as human beings are usually outside science, such as, am I in love? Is that work of art beautiful? And what is my purpose in life?
1: The idea here is to recognize that some questions are
0: scientific, often the how questions, and some are non-scientific, often the why questions, and the answers to both can be valuable. End quote. these sidestep scientism. It's just not intellectually sound. Obstacle two. The obstacle of limited faith formation. The obstacle of limited faith formation. Let's say that together. The obstacle of limited faith formation. Whether you want to call it education, whatever, but that's what we're talking about. Don't just Feel your faith, think your faith. Don't just feel your faith, think your faith. So many people attempt to apply what they learned about God and faith in Sunday school as a kid to the complex challenges of living life as an adult. And I don't know why, but they're surprised, and that often does not work out. Now, it's not necessarily what you learned in Sunday school, what they learned in Sunday school was bad. It may have been excellent for that time in your life. It may have provided a wonderful foundation. But your understanding of faith must grow as you grow. I mean, just think. If you said, okay, all I can use is all the science I learned from third grade for the rest of my life. Would that work out very well? No, not, not always. So you've got to develop a mature faith, a thoughtful faith, a reflective faith. There's lots of ways of doing that. Different people do it in different ways, but it can involve Thoughtful reasoning, logical deductions, intuitive assessments. It definitely involves going deeper into worship and prayer, not just the superficial levels, where many people stay their whole lives, but really going deep down into these mysteries and these truths. faithful adult perspective. Read these writers. Don't settle for a limited faith formation. you are missing out. And actually, this whole obstacle has a lot to say, many implications for parents and grandparents and godparents and a whole bunch of other people, but we'll just leave that on the shelf for now. Dr. Victor Frankl, psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor, writes about an experience he had in a book that was well known at the time, Man's Search for Meaning. It was right after World War II. And Dr. Frankl had survived by the concentration camps and had gone through all of that, and he was in a place of deep despair, deep grief after the war. And one day he decided to take a walk on a country road. And as he was walking the road, the birds on either side from the fields were just singing and flying upwards. Well, let's hear it from his own words when he talks about this experience. There was no one to be seen for miles around. There was nothing but the wide earth and sky and larks and the jubilation and freedom of space. And as Michael observed that the battle was just endlessly in the distance before him and all around him, he suddenly fell to his knees and was caught in a moment of time. But the only thing that was going through his mind was a verse he had learned from the Psalms many years earlier. I called to the Lord from my narrow prison and he answered me in the freedom of space. And when he finally stood after it seemed like forever and began walking, he became a different man. He later described it like this. On that day and that hour, my new life started. Step for step, I progressed until again I became a human being. So have you heard that rumor out there Religion and reason do not go together. It's false. It's not true. Now, are there some questions, some serious questions that need to be answered and wrestled with? And are there examples of bad science and bad religion out there? Of course. And a lot of bad religion and bad science can be attributed to scientism and a limited faith formation. But tens of millions of Christians and tens of millions of other religious believers around the world find that their science and their faith are complementary ways, even integrated ways of living their lives and discovering truth. And so embrace truth wherever it may be found. In the science lab, on a country road, at the altar, through careful reasoning, and in and through the eyes of the people that you love. A truth that will make you, not less, but more human. That's truth with a capital T. That's veritas. That's God. Amen.